listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. In this part of the Gospel of John, our blessed Lord performs his greatest sign in public ministry. Jesus brings Lazarus, who's been dead for four days, back to life. In our Gospel today, Jesus finally confronts the enemy he has come to overthrow, death. Jesus encounters death. You know, whenever we read this gospel, Jesus' response to the news of Lazarus can seem kind of uh, astonishing. Uh, his beloved friends have sent him word, and Jesus knows the situation at hand. One of his dear friends, who he loves very much, has died. And yet, when he receives word about this, Jesus waits. He waits two days before he gives a response, before he goes to the family. For us, when our loved ones are ill, when they die, we can often ask Jesus for help. And sometimes it seems that he delays in giving us that help. Our blessed Lord says that this illness is not to end in death but is for the glory of God. Suffering and death in this life is not meaningless. Death is the most painful thing in this life. Yet God can use it for his purposes in this world, even if its role in God's plan is hidden from us. Our blessed Lord confronts death and he says that I am the resurrection and the life. This is the fifth of seven I am statements that Jesus makes. Each one of those I am statements reveals something very unique and extraordinarily personal about God. I am the resurrection and the life. You know, death affects us all. Some deaths are much harder to deal with than others. It is the most painful thing that we can experience in this life. But the fact that we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, who is our resurrection and life, changes the way that we deal with death. 
Someone who has Jesus deals with death completely differently than someone who does not. By having Jesus as the resurrection and the life, it removes a great part of the sadness that comes with death. Because we have hope that our loved ones will rise again, just as Christ did. Because we have Jesus as our resurrection and life, it removes the fear of death. As Catholics, we believe we know that there is another better life to come after death. Because we believe in heaven, we should not fear death as if it's the end. It's not. Death is the beginning of what we were made for. And because we know that at the moment of death, we will be judged by God, our Savior, we avoid evil in this life. The time to repent and believe in the gospel is now, not in the next life. At the very moment of death, the person is judged by God, put in the scales. And so because of that, we avoid evil in this life. We do not fear death. But as Catholics, we do have a healthy fear of hell. To say that there is a great reward in the next life also implies de facto that there is also a punishment for that those that do not avoid evil. And because we have Christ as our resurrection and life, it means that we should strive to do good works, that God actually rewards the virtues that we attain in this life through hard work and diligence. He sees the struggles and the accomplishments that you do. You know, I, I believe this gospel passage is the longest gospel passage in our three-year cycle. And in this longest passage, the shortest verse in all of Scripture is said. Just two words. Jesus wept. The loss of a loved one is the most painful and traumatic experience in this life. Jesus himself experiences the pain of this loss. Jesus grieves and he weeps over the death of his beloved friend. Jesus gets angry at death, which destroys life and causes pain. When we feel that pain, that sorrow, that anger 
at the death of a loved one, remember that God is with you in your pain. The psalmist says that God remembers every tear that we shed in this life. God sees. And death is not the end. It is because of Jesus that we can say with St. Paul, through the tears that we shed, O death, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And may the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. I now invite our elect and candidates for full communion with the church to stand with their sponsors. Today the church calls these elect and candidates to conversion, to deepen their resolve to hold fast to Christ, and to carry out the decision to love God above all. Let us pray at this time in silence for them, to be given a spirit of repentance, a sense of sin, and strength of will to live in true freedom as children of God. Father of life and God, not of the dead, but of the living, you sent your Son to proclaim life, to snatch us from the realm of death, and to lead us to the resurrection. Free these elect and candidates from the death-dealing power of the spirit of evil so that they may bear witness to their new life in the risen Christ, for he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, by raising Lazarus from the dead, you showed that you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Free from the grasp of death those who await your life-giving sacraments and deliver them from the spirit of corruption. Through your spirit, who gives life, fill them with faith, hope, and charity, that they may live with you always in the glory of your resurrection, through you are Lord forever and ever. My dear elect and candidates, the Lord raised Lazarus from the dead. As a sign that he has come to give us life in full measure, may each of us learn to trust the Lord, to also liberate you from the death-dealing situations of your lives. Although you cannot yet fully participate in the Lord's Eucharist, stay with us as we stay with us as a sign of our hope that all God's children will eat and drink with the Lord and work with His Spirit to recreate the face of the earth. Amen. And now I invite everyone to stand as we profess the faith of that which we believe. I believe in one God. 